Okay, hello. Welcome back to Jump Off a Cliff Podcast. I'm Michelle with Oni Media Group. And I'm Cassidy with Oregon Venture Realty. And it looks like today we're going to be debunking some myths of real estate investing. Our favorite subject. I feel like I'm constantly telling people to buy real estate and they're like, no way. <laughs> I'll tell anyone on the street, buy real estate. I'm like, hey, you need to buy real estate. <laughs> and they're like, it's because you're a real estate agent. I'm like, no, because I want you to retire at a decent age. <laughs> because, um, isn't it nice to have money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess we could start with like myth one, which I think we took some notes and wrote down a couple of myths that we came, that seem to be popping up when we're talking to people. Definitely. Uh, so myth number one, real estate investing is only for the wealthy. False. Are you wealthy? No. (laughs) I'm not either. (laughs) And I bought my first property with zero dollars. So you do not need to have millions of dollars in the bank or even thousands of dollars in the bank for you to buy a property. I'm constantly telling people who are like, no, I don't have enough money for a down payment. They'll... I'm like, why do you need a down payment? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many options for not having to put money down on a house. On top of that, other people are like, well, I just don't, you know, I'd rather be, you know, on a on a lease because maybe if I can't afford rent, I can just move out. I'm like, if you can't afford a mortgage, you can sell your house. Like, it, it's yeah. so much easier to own a house. And it's honestly, if you're um, putting money towards an investment, it could be more affordable to live. With the duplex that we purchased, we lived in there on one side for um, two years, and the tenants next door paid for our mortgage. So it was cheaper to live there and own the property than it was to rent. (laughs) If you can buy a duplex as your first property, you could purchase a duplex for as little as like 3.5% down or even 0% down, depending on the loan program, and you're set. When we bought our duplex, we paid... 0% 0% down because Will was on a VA. Mm-hmm. And so we used a VA loan. We played, we paid 0% down. There was no mortgage insurance. The inspection was like at the time, like 500 bucks. And it was, so basically it cost us $500 to buy and move into a duplex. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Do you know any deposits that would charge that much? Yeah. Probably just deposit for that place would be three grand. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's absolutely nuts. And so I think when people, are uh, like saying that they don't want to purchase a property because they're more comfortable renting. They just really don't know that they have the option to actually buy. Well, that's how, like when I bought my first property, I paid 0% down as USDA financing. I had the seller pay my closing costs and I was a realtor at the time. I just started real estate and I got paid a commission. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so even if I wasn't a realtor, I'd still actually... Um, the seller covered more than enough on the seller concession, so I got a $1,500 credit from the seller, too. At That's closing. nuts. Yeah. You would have made... Basically, we're buying real estate and, like, making money, like, during the I, I think I made, like... I mean, it was a small sale back then. It was just, like, a townhouse, but I made, like, six grand off of that. That is nuts. You know, and that... You know, that was my first home so that helped pay for furniture and what I needed well there wasn't I, I remember when we like you and I were like first starting to like invest it, I mean we're, we were new at it but a lot of people were 
that we knew in our personal lives, like, didn't have, like, a lot of experience, you know, investing in real estate. So we were never, like, given advice to, like, invest until we decided. Just kind of went in blindly and just from stuff I learned on the internet and books. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that goes into myth number two, which is you need to have a lot of experience to invest in real estate. Not at all. We really didn't. No. Um, I think we were given a book and we've had a couple of like real estate mentors like kind of push us to to invest in real estate and we had some education right but we you know it it really wasn't much I mean I didn't even know like how to really necessarily manage my tenants I didn't really know what like uh, you know like what my return would be on the property I was just like all right I want to buy a duplex and hopefully it'll work out for me and it did (laughs) and it kind of goes with what the name of the podcast jump off a cliff you jump off the cliff and just figure out how to launch the parachute as you're falling (laughs) you know and we were falling (laughs) yeah that's what like I think the first time I put a tenant in my unit I was terrified because I hear all these like horrible tenant stories and I'm like how am I even gonna place a tenant and all that I had a property management company do it but I'm still scared that it wouldn't be a good tenant and she left the place cleaner than when she moved in. Oh, I feel like all these yeah. people hear all of these nightmares or they maybe don't take the steps to like make sure you find a good tenant and mm-hmm. maybe that's how they experience it but I rarely have issues with my tenants like rarely and yeah. if I was to know like going in, like if I was to know like a couple years beforehand that going in would involve such little um, headaches with the investment, I probably would have done it a lot sooner. Yeah. I was just, everybody tells you, you're like, oh, you don't want to manage tenants. You don't want to get sued. Oh, you don't want to fix a roof. Whatever. Your roof is broken. You're going to have to fix it and you'll figure out a way to pay for it. Yeah. It'll all work out. And I think the biggest lesson I learned is just don't rent to family. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's you own the property, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, all these people who are like, wow, you own property now? Cool. Can I move in? Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> just keep it to strangers and just do background checks. And we have so, we have so much available to us, so much um, tools available to us to invest in real estate. I mean, go online. Listen yeah. to other people's stories. I mean, really, like, read about your local laws that's been really helpful for me. I love looking up like tenant landlord laws online and you know I like remember like certain codes like 90.427 about how to vacate a tenant you know like that's all stuff that I like really really want to make sure that I'm uh, well educated on so that when it happens I'll be prepared. So it's you know it takes time to uh, research and, and find out you know specifically what you're getting involved with but you don't necessarily need to have that you know immediately when you start investing. And I think the biggest lesson I learned, too, is to learn all that yourself. Don't go off just based off what other people tell you, because they might not be telling you 100% what you need to know. True. And there's lots of times, especially with tenant law, Mm -hmm. it can be really convoluted, and you're not really quite sure what the laws are unless you actually look up the laws and read it. Yeah. So it's really important to know those before you get into it. And then don't just go off what people tell you. When I've been um, to court, uh, you know, for evictions, when I when I was working in the tenant landlord industry, the even the judges really didn't know some of the law, and so you're right. really responsible for yourself when you are in court or if you're um, planning some sort of um, case against your tenant. to to know the laws because you might think that okay well the judge will know that's fine no really just like educate yourself because you have no idea what people know so you have to be as prepared as you can 
you know, going into these situations. Yeah, and it's not as scary as you think it is to go to court to evict your tenant. Like, that one time I went in with you when we had a tenant that needed to be evicted, and I was terrified. It wasn't even, like, really my court case. I was just showing up because (laughs) I had to be there, and I was petrified, but it's really not that big of a deal. In all of the cases that we did, I, I didn't have any help from an attorney. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to Google search how to do this. And I looked up the laws and it was so easy. And then I would like create my cases uh, like that way. And then, you know, present it to the judge and they're like, oh yeah, no, let's like kick them out because they're not paying rent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't really want to like BS anything. They're just like, all right, well, are are you paying rent? No. Okay. Then get out. (laughs) (laughs) Unless there's certain like weird rules happening like the last couple of years. But yeah. Yeah. I actually had, um, um, I think there's a, a mutual friend of, Mine, I, I won't say her name because I'm not really sure if she really wants us to be on the podcast, but um, she's dealing with um, one of their family members died and she didn't realize that, um, I guess, I, I, I'm pretty sure they had people move in like with with the with like her relative oh, yeah. um, and then she passed away and now she doesn't know how to get rid of these people because they're squatters. And so squatters mm-hmm. are kind of like a rare rarity that squatter rights are the most insane rights ever i can't believe that there's rights for squatters i legitimately don't know why there's that i don't know (laughs) it's crazy to me that squatters would have more rights to property than the actual owner of the property (laughs) it is it is nuts and it's a really um uphill battle that from what i've heard from people but then again I don't know. I have never experienced it. Maybe it could be easier, but I just know that the person that's dealing with this that I know, she's having, um, she has, she's going through a lot of efforts to get them out and it's been a huge stress for her and I feel really bad, but I, I know that I never ever want to have squatters on my property just based on hearing those experiences, but it's, it's a really rare thing. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to, and it's such a circumstantial situation anyways. So it's, I will. I know I'm not going to have to deal with any squatters in my properties. Yeah, that's why it's important to have. I always recommend having your rentals local so you can go check on them. Yeah, have your yeah. rentals local. Um, you know, one of the things that I do with my tenants is constantly being in contact with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I check in about every six months, if not sooner. You know, to see how everything's going, and um, I just I'm going to be sending leases out now just for like renewals. I don't yeah. have to give them a renewal. It could just be on a month to month, but I want to make sure that, you know, yeah. we're both up to date with our agreements and everything. So that's really important. Definitely. Too. Yeah. But that's, that's, you really don't have to have a lot of experience in the field, but it does help when you get involved in the process to continue your education on your investment. Definitely. It's, if you're going to make the investment, you need to know what you're doing somewhat, or at least try to know. Or hire somebody that Yes. Knows. Yep. <laughs> if you have the money. You're not going to be an expert in everything. No. Um, I guess myth number three, real estate investing is a quick way to get rich, which, did I already say that? No, not yet. I, I don't think it's a quick way to get rich. I think it could be a great way to develop wealth um, later on in your in your life. I think the whole reason why I was interested in getting into real estate is Social Security really isn't promised us as a generation when we decide we want to retire. So how are we going to make up for that income? And if we have a 30-year loan on a property when we're that we're buying when we're 20, it's going to be paid off by the time that we're 50, which means that we're going to be receiving this income that could 
you know, um, supply that that missing income. I kind of look at real estate investing as delayed gratification because it's going to take a couple years for you to like re- see your return on investment. Like even like my first property that I bought a few years ago, it um, has appreciated by a hundred thousand, and I've wow. done nothing to the property. That's nuts. That is so cool. And you know, it was brand new when I bought it, but I just kind of kept it up, and it's you know it's appreciated quite a bit. And so just buying that property, holding it, and renting it out, I've made a hundred thousand on it. That's nuts. And so I don't know any other job <laughs> or, or anything else I can do to have that kind of return on my money. There's no way. And that's the property I bought with 0% down. So I pretty much put no money in that except for my monthly rent. Your or loan's like, my mortgage, yeah. Here's $100,000 <laughs> for free. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, that's why I tell everyone, like, even if it's not your forever home or anything like that, just buy and hold on to it as long as you can. Yeah. You know? Let it appreciate. Yep. And, you know, our plan is to try and be finished purchasing properties by the time that um, we're 35. It's a great goal to have. then in 30 years when the loans are paid off, we're all set. We don't even, like, need to worry about retirement. We'd be financially free at that point, you know? And it's not that investing in real estate is easy, but it's definitely doable. Oh, yeah. And so it's – and if you put that kind of timeline on it – and there's so many loan programs out there that can help you do that, that you can get there by the time you're 35. I feel really bad when I know people that, you know, are still renting and they're, you know, maybe like in their 50s or 60s. I'm like, that sucks, man. Like, you've just been paying off somebody else's mortgage Mm -hmm. for so many years. And what sucks even more is that could have easily been like me or you, you know, if we weren't, if we didn't know about it. I, I, I remember paying rent. I mean, my, my latest, my last apartment that I ever lived in that I paid rent to was nine fifty a month. Mm-hmm. And that's nuts. Like I yeah. just was spending nine, I just gave this person $950 a month. Well, I was dumb. Cause when I moved out, I wanted to live in a nice area. And so I was paying $1,700 a month for a furnished rental that was 600 square feet. That's tiny. Yeah. That's expensive. <laughs> and I could have there's a number of different rentals I could have had, but I wanted to have that one rental close to work. And I'm like, looking back at it, I wish I would have um, got a cheaper rental and saved that money. And, you know. But, I mean, we all experienced it, so now we know what it's like to pay rent, and now we yeah. know what it's like to receive rent. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and it's been, it's it's really, uh, it... <laughs> I don't want to say you get greedy, but it's kind of fun. It's yeah. like it's like a game of Monopoly, you know? Yeah. And we're just like, okay, we want to buy our next property because we owned what is the <laughs> what is the mobile park like area? Like the the first like step that you take to It's been so long since. Oh I've god, but I feel like I'm at that brown stage where yeah. I'm like, okay, we just <laughs> We're not at Park Place, yes, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But <laughs> we haven't built any hotels yet, but eventually. <laughs> I would love to get to a point where I'm just like set and my kids are set and future kids and yeah I just that would be the ultimate goal but you have to start somewhere you have to start somewhere and this has been a really good experience I I really don't have a lot of negative things to say and if they were negative they're totally taken away with all the positive things that have happened with most of the negative things that have happened to me with rentals are just my own fault so (laughs) and it's not necessarily a negative thing because you learn from it yeah and you know you're not going to do it again so I mean there's really not that much of a negative to learning a lesson and 
I do the same thing. I mean, I sometimes I'm too lenient with my tenants, and then I regret that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. You know, but um, we all learn. It's just a learning process. Um, I think myth number four, location is only an important factor when investing in real estate. Uh, you know, it, yes and no. I mean, I think for, at least with us in the Valley, it doesn't really matter like where you decide to um, invest. I mean, we could invest in Medford or Central. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as it's an investment, a duplex with something that somebody wants to rent out, which the rental, um, there's not a lot of rentals available here for tenants. So the market here is pretty high for people needing to find a place. But um, at least from my experience, location hasn't really made a difference. I don't know if you have. Um, so when I bought my property, a lot of people told me not to buy it because of the location. And just when I tried to find my last tenant, or my first tenant, we had 24 applications in two days. So, it doesn't matter for you either, right? Yeah, and I could probably <laughs> charge higher than I am right now right. if I wanted to. So, it's like, we have such a low inventory of rentals that, yeah, you don't want to buy in the worst place you can, but you also, if you're starting out investing in real estate, you can't be that picky either. Yeah, and you know, maybe we're talking about maybe we're talking about a perspective like only within our like area, our Rogue Valley. I'm sure there's different cities that you know, might be in a different situation where the housing is a little bit different for well, some renters. I would look at the crime rate and if there's a lot of vandalism and, you know, crazy crimes that happen in that neighborhood, I probably would stay out of those neighborhoods. Sure. Um Oh, and also if you're uh if rentals in an HOA I would steer clear from that, but there's some yeah. benefits, and then there's negatives to having an HOA, so it really just depends on you. There's some benefits, but I've heard some horror stories of an HOA not being managed correctly, mm-hmm. and the HOA manager taking money, and then all of a sudden, the HOA, or the owners, have to pay an extra $300 a month to mm-hmm. pay for a new roof, and then I've also heard about how happy these owners have been because they don't have to pay for landscaping. And, and the neighborhoods are generally and the nicer. Water and sewer and everything's covered underneath the HLA fee. Sure. So um, it's kind of interesting. My um, townhouse rental that I have is actually a dormant um, HOA. So there's no HOA fees right now, but there could be in the future. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that could be a thing. Yeah. That's nice. It was interesting because the neighborhood behind it has HOA fees that are like really low. They're like 120 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but our street doesn't have that. And so it's been a little interesting because, you know, I had to review the CCNRs and all that. But basically, like, it means a brand new unit built in 2018. Not brand new, but pretty new. And so when we have to replace the exterior, like, siding and roof and that type of thing, then obviously they'll probably kick in the HOA and stuff. Yeah, I imagine development and everything in that area would be all done, you mm-hmm. know, so there probably would be some established HOAs at that point. Yeah. That's so. really interesting. I didn't know that that could be a thing. Yeah, so it's basically a dormant HOA where there's no, there's really no HOA documents or anything right now on the property, but there's, it is in CCNRs that could possibly be in the future. Wow, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And, well, and location is kind of, like, the funny thing, at least here in the Valley, because our Valley almost burnt down, like, you know, 10 years ago, so... Yeah. Or not 10 years ago. Why did I say 10 years? Three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish it was 10 years ago, but it was... it. Our, our whole Valley almost burnt down, so... Uh, was it depend- 2019? Was it 2020? 2019, right? Maybe it was 2008. When it was after I was married, so I was, when it, 2020 it was, is when I was married. So 2020, yeah. 
around it. Yeah, so then it's been almost three years. Yeah. yeah. Our whole valley almost burned down, mm-hmm. and it, it was, like, on fire. And so we have a lot of cities right now that are just recovering from that and are re- rebuilding. So I, I guess location doesn't necessarily matter, you know, as for, like, which city, because a lot of our places have new new builds now, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Talent, Phoenix, Ashland. It'll be interesting to see what the valley looks like. Because even, because I grew up in the Rogue Valley and grew up in Grants Pass, and just in the last five years, it's grown so much. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really nuts. And people keep moving here. Yeah. And our, we have really high um, uh, priced homes, I want to say, compared mm-hmm. to, like, a lot of states. But um, the valley keeps growing. People love living here. It's really um, recreational, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, you're two hours away from any sort of season. That's what we built our whole branding around. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> There's constant adventures that you can yep. do. I mean, we're not stuck in the city. We're not, you know, stuck, you know, in this uh, desert, you know. We're living we can go the, wherever we want to go. Living the Oregon adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta like plug it. it when I can. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Um, and then to kind of like sum things up in myth five, real estate investing is a passive income source. Um, you know, I, I like agree and I disagree on this too. So, you know, it is a passive income source because you're not necessarily having to like focus on it 24 hours a day or work hourly to achieve that. You don't have to work hourly. I mean, it is it is a really great source of passive income because one, the the passive income on like the appreciation of the house is one thing and then there's also the income that you're receiving for the rent from your investment, which is really Appreci- appreciation is probably the best part of real estate investing. Yeah, I mean, that's just you don't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You just like got some equity. So, it is very passive. Yeah. On the other hand, if you're going to have um, an investment property where you're renting out to tenants, you do. it's not that you don't have to put work into it. You definitely have to contribute. You have to make sure that your leases are up to date. You have to do inspections. You have to make sure your house is being maintained. You have to um, you know, make sure all your, you're updated on the tenant-landlord laws, and that does take a lot of significant effort. So that's how you maintain a good rental. And then you know, some people who are slumlords or, you know, if you've ever heard of the term slumlords, they let these properties go to shit, mm-hmm. and you know, then they complain about having to spend all a bunch of money, and they don't really earn as much money as they could because they're not doing a good job managing their rental. So maybe it's not passive income for them, but it's great for us. Well, you spend a few hundred dollars a year maintaining your systems and doing inspections, and it saves you a lot of money in the long run. Yeah, and I think somebody, God, I'm trying. I think it was Lisa in my networking group. She said something about. Um, having at least like $10,000 like save up to it but like have around like $10,000 in savings for your properties mm-hmm. like for a property to like maintain it. It's a smart you idea. Know. It is. I mean at the end you're gonna in 30 years like ideally you're gonna have this property for 30 years so you have to think about okay am I gonna replace the roof and um, is the sewer line gonna go out what type of plumbing does my property have you know if you're mm-hmm. just starting out and maybe you buy a property like mine I bought a property that was built in uh, 1920 and so the plumbing's probably going to have to be replaced eventually. I know I'm going to have to replace the sewer line. I already yeah. replaced the roof, you know. Yeah. I'm going to have to replace the roof in 15 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. If your roof says if the, if your roofer says that they're going to install a 30-year roof, you've got about 15 years to have that roof. <laughs> <laughs> so you should you should always think that you're going to be spending on money on your property and so it's it's really healthy to have a savings to be able to maintain your property because that's what a responsible landlord and investor would do and it's um, kind of helpful too to have a separate bank account 
for your yeah. different rentals. So um, you can kind of save up the savings for each property and then pay your mortgage and have your income all in one a separate bank account. I treat it as like my uh, like a second business, so I have like mm-hmm. a totally different like P and L for my for my properties, just so that I know what I'm spending on what property and you know what what's working, what's not working. And um, it really like goes to show like there's like one of my properties has like a landscaper and I'm like oh my god I spent so much on landscaping this year yeah. but their yard looks so much better than the other yep. property <laughs> and <laughs> that know? helps to get tenants in there and to improve the value of your home so yeah you kind of have to pick and choose what you want to spend your money towards yeah so I mean passive income yes and no definitely um, you know you. I, I work for a living, so I don't just have this property as like my only source of income. I do know investors um, like that ADU guy. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of him, yeah, Derek. He's awesome. I like went to one of his classes and I'm like following him on YouTube. He's fantastic. But that's all he does. He does, he used to work um, and then he quit and now he just does ADUs and maintains his ADUs for a living. Mm-hmm. And he is so on it with everything, with checking in on his tenants, getting them out, maintaining the properties, building new ADUs. And he is so on it. I'm like, man, he's goals, man. I want to be like him. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to do it because there's so much money to be made if you're smart about your investments. Definitely. And I can't wait to get more properties and I can't wait to like learn from, from more people. I love the community that you and I are like kind of starting because I want to invite like other like investors or people who own property to like come on in and like give us some input on like what they've done you know definitely and kind of my goal is to make it not so scary because I feel like so many people think of like investing in real estate as someone like a lot older than us that has money that has all this stuff and you really everyone starts somewhere you don't have to start out with hundreds of thousands of dollars in your bank account no, and, and in some cases, if you're just starting out, it's actually easier to buy a place than it is to actually put down a deposit on a rental. And you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Yeah. You really just... I, jump off the cliff, man. You're going to be fine. <laughs> You'll have Take a risk. parachute. There's a million reasons that, you know, if things happen, you can work around it. It'll be okay. <laughs> You'll land on your feet, and yeah. we're definitely here to tell you that it's happened for us, and we can't wait for it to happen to you. And also, I don't think we've ever mentioned this before, but if we have any listeners, we're totally open-minded and, and really want to help people grow. So if you are interested at all, feel free to reach out to us because we're happy to answer any questions or yeah. maybe get you started. Cassidy um, has a real estate brokerage and um, is really um, well involved with the real estate community. So she has a lot of resources and I have a lot of experience, you know, and property management and also investing in my own real estate. I also started a first-time homebuyer academy on our website. It's needed. Nobody else, you know, I feel like a lot of people who are starting this have really don't have any idea of what's going on. So um, it's always good to have that type of support and network. So we're here for you guys. If you're here for us and want to listen to (laughs) us. If you want to keep listening to us talk. Yeah, if you want to keep listening to us talk, uh, feel free to (laughs) continue to be our listeners. And um, we are going to try and do episodes every week. Um, Posting-wise, we don't know what day yet, but it'll be on there. (laughs) We'll get it together. We'll get it together. (laughs) We'll enjoy the rest of your guys' night, morning, lunch, whatever. We'll we'll talk to you soon. (laughs)